This is a Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 53. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode number 53. I'm Scott, and here with me are Worm Man Will. And emerging from the chrysalis, it's Rebecca the Ballerina Butterfly. Hi. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princes of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 2, Episode 3, Out of the Cocoon. The air date was September 27th, 1986. And in this episode, She-Ra is rescued from an evil baron by someone named Flutterina. That's also my mom's birthday, the 27th of September. <laughs> in 19, not well, she was born in 54, but uh, it I thought for a second you were going to say, like, that's also my mom's name, Flutterina. Yeah. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah. How have I never known this before? It's her, it's her middle, middle name. <laughs> You said Mrs. She had, Scott Flutterina. She had beautiful long princess hair That's for a true. while. That's true. She did. She was she an did. honorary princess because the long hair is like the number one thing of, she, uh, to being a princess. It was so long it could have been, uh, what do they call that, when you have when your hair can do things? and like oh, Prehensile people. hair. Prehensile hair, yeah. yeah. She, yeah she could have tied people up with it and the, stuff. The best princesses come from Pittsburgh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know what I want in a hairdo? Pittsburgh princesses. <laughs> <laughs> we know molten steel. Steel hair would be awesome too. Molten hair of steel. I I could get behind all of that. What I want is a good old fashioned snake do. I, I just think that that needs to come into style. I want hair of snakes. How would that work? Would they be like like Medusa style? Well, I mean, like how it works. How I understand it is, you have snakes for your hair, and then if a man looks at you, he turns to stone. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the only, is that the only point? <laughs> Which is pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> Like directly in your eyes or like just at the snake hair? You know, I don't know if it's like a, I I think you got to get pretty close. Like I think you could like probably look from afar, although I'm not really up on this. I don't know. Gander at my snakes (laughs) and quake with fear. (laughs) Don't look too close because they hiss at you. (laughs) (laughs) Since there's a lot of princesses in this episode or, or the beginning of new princesses in this episode do you think snake-haired princesses would be better worse? she would have to be an evil princess mm-hmm. which is too bad because i just think that a snake-haired princess could really work in this world and i would just i would like to see it but that's okay if she was nice do you think she'd wear like a shower cap all the time so that <laughs> you wouldn't turn to stone like is a, I, i would think like if she wore a shower cap over the snakes snake hair. <laughs> that would be so sad in a way the snakes then... want to get out yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my, these dogs won't hunt. <laughs> Let them loose. Uh, you know, it, that's funny you should say that too because I was just thinking when Flutterina emerges in this episode, they're getting very lucky that all the princesses want to be part of the rebellion sort of fit in the uh, cool girls' uh, prettiness club. But you're going to have some like rough princesses. You're going to want some insectoid princesses. And I would have liked to seen ones that were a little more monstrous. Yeah, like what would be nice. <laughs> either either way yeah, you okay. know, like we've, seen, we've seen it works with Monster High or something like that but yeah I want to see some snake haired princesses I want to see okay. uh, v- Valerie Vipers or something like that I don't know <laughs> that sounds pretty great um, 
I wonder what would have happened if she would have got turned into a princess before she came out of the co cocoon, and then she would have just been like, like, like caterpillar girl. Like, and then, well, that's what I was up. thinking. Like, you're lucky something pretty came out of that cocoon because that was some pretty gnarly stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode made me wonder about um, how it was just such a huge trope, I guess, in the 80s, like the ugly duckling mm -hmm. thing. Like the whole, you know, I must emerge from my cocoon and like this whole uh, like rebirth thing, I feel was really, really common. And I know, I, like I remember being a kid and thinking about like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to like be so beautiful and look completely different than I am now. Instead of just like you have your own stupid face as a kid and it just mm -hmm. kind of becomes an adult face. And you're like, when did that happen? Um, and I wonder if this was a trope that you as boys of the 80s huh. picked up on at all. Or if that was in anything, like if you ever thought that you were going to have some kind of like grand mm -hmm. metamorphosis, well, that, if you will. Yeah, that is interesting no. because... <laughs> <laughs> Never had my grandmother for purposes. Let me think about that. What would I? What was I imagining? Well, I guess. I mean, if anything, I guess I was waiting to inherit my superpowers at some point. Mm -hmm. I suppose that was it. I was like waiting. the X Men. Yeah, you read. You read the X Men. Yeah, comic I was waiting in the early nineties. Yeah, I was waiting for my powers to awaken somehow. All my, all my, sh all my shadow magic. <laughs> yeah, I was. It, it was in it, my bugle boy pants. <laughs> yes, Behold the shadows of pants. my drawstring shorts. <laughs> These LA lights will dazzle you. I was, yeah, I've, I was that and then I expanded into like Dragon Ball Z where mm -hmm. the, you could actually like build up your energy or your power and then you, you can become something else mm -hmm. and you can use your energy inside you. So I would say the same mutant wise and stuff like that. Mutants were kind of born with it though. They have a special ability, but I don't know. I didn't think much about, you know, it's funny. I didn't think much about how I would look. I just wanted to be very skilled at something, which is kind of interesting because that wasn't a huge priority for me. I didn't have any ambition for improving my appearance. It was like, I'm just going to be really good at trumpet. Or karate or baseball, but you did go through the voice change thing, which I would imagine would would be like that for for males. I I feel like I remember your mom saying some kind of anecdote about how like a family friend used to call the house because this was back in the day when uh -huh. we had to pick up the phone for our parents. Yeah, and they'd be like, like I used to think it was Lindsay on the phone, your sister. Yeah. It's like, but now, now Will answers the phone. His voice is so deep. <laughs> I think that's just something that happened. All of a sudden, I couldn't sing along with my Aerosmith tapes. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you could pass for your dad, <clears throat> who had a very grand baritone. Yeah. So that, that didn't feel like a, a metamorphosis no, to you? No, no, not really. It was just like, it was awkward and you just wanted it to be over quickly? Yeah, I just wanted to be very skilled at something already. Yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, like a, it wasn't like a one day thing. You didn't just like fall out of a <laughs> goo, goo pile and you're like, oh, now I can talk real low. <laughs> That's my understanding of how it happened. Yeah. No, it's no. like, it's an awkward year and maybe longer. Mm -hmm. And then you have to watch the film strip in the class when the boys go to one film strip and the girls go to another one. Mm -hmm. And then you have to wait for the teacher to press the button. Beep. <laughs> You're a man now. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's my family vacation. <laughs>
Anyway, you're all men now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Like fifth grade where you had where you could ask the questions? Oh, what was the question about? <laughs> wow. is, this, is this from your from your life? Or oh from yeah, this from my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what we get all we all, all. I don't know if it was all the boys or just everyone in fifth grade. We did and, that in fifth in grade in the gym. As well. mm-hmm. And then you you could you could write down questions and then they would answer them. Mm-hmm. And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> it, was good. it was good so he was going through a metamorphosis yeah that time. yeah <laughs> all of a sudden all of a sudden how did the instructor answer it were they just like nice i mean like i'm sure yeah yeah it was a hell it, no, no it was it was anonymous and yeah anonymous <laughs> quotations did everybody um, giggle how would you know? Oh yeah, people? yeah, I, yeah, and it was real health based and stuff. Like and the coach, so, so he kind of like. And the coach is like, it. "Our next anonymous question is from Billy." <laughs> Billy asks. Yeah, the girls' one was much more dignified in in my corner of the world. I do remember a girl who was very folksy, even in fifth grade, who was like, "Do you know some people?" Like, you look at them, and you were like, you were never meant to be 11 years old. You were always meant to be, like, 45. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was like that. Just one of those people who just had a very, like, adult bearing. Like, she is chain-smoking at the gas station. Like, mm-hmm. the whole, her whole life she was like that. And I remember she got to, she was really pleased with herself because she got to tell a joke to the puberty talk lady and say, like, my mom told me that PMS stands for putting up with men's stuff. And then the lady gave like a very nice fake laugh, like, ha, 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 ha. We can joke about periods now, you know, because that's mm-hmm. a, you know, because we've metamorphosized. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, do you get that joke? <laughs> so, and then I was like, even at the time I was like, I know her mom did not say stuff. I know she said a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> I know your mom. I know what your mom would have said. Anyway, good memories. Everyone. Yes, metamorphosis <laughs> all around. Yes. This is Stealth Spout, and my power is holding black mold between my ears. Here's Act One. Oh, I'm so angry. Look at these worms, they're everywhere. Ooh, how can I get rid of them? What's up, Princess Glimmer? So who is this elephant head goon? Okay, okay Will's tired. He looked it no, up. No, no. I was gonna ask you. I feel like you had this in a lightning round. So this is um. I've seen him before. But I don't know anything about him. This is Snout Spout. And, oh, that's a that's just. And and they had a lot of trouble with continuity with him. His first appearance, then they called him Hose Nose, and um, <laughs> and they, he's just I had all these very unceremonious entrances, and they always really struggled with what to do with him. I think even in the comics and everything. Clearly. I mean, he's a firefighter. Right? I mean, that's that's that, that's his main use. I know. Yeah, he could be head. He could be head firefighter. Right. So how how do we see Snout Spout? He's just there while Glimmer's gardening. Yeah, Glimmer's gardening, and she wants to get rid of all these icky he, worms in her garden. Does, does he always just carry water in his head? I like, think so. Is it a helmet? It's like really like stale water. Like, did you ever have a water toy that like yeah. had water in it all the time? That's and called it, black mold, Rebecca. Black, there's black <laughs> mold it's in there. Like when Barbie you, has spiders in her inner ear. <laughs> we had a Barbie like glamour shower that you could put water in, and then like you could pump the little like mm-hmm. button. I'm and very familiar. 
familiar. <laughs> there was a smell to that thing that yeah. was not necessarily black mold, but it's just the smell of like plastic. It smells like oh, yeah, inhaling yeah. the air from a pool float. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, the, yeah. Or, the, or like when you when you get a the, the rubberized pool mm-hmm. and you first fill it up, you're like, yeah, that's plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's that, sitting out in the hot sun. So that's what Snout Spout is doing all day uh, long. He just got that old stale it's water. It's like metallic. In his head. Well, he's so it's gotta be unpleasant. He's so awkward because. I mean, it's kind of an interesting concept. So he's got like a cybernetic elephant head. It's not like a flesh elephant head. It's like a robot elephant head. And then he's just got the body of a bodybuilder. But the but the w- funny part to me is he doesn't have like good elephant-themed body armor. He just has like completely naked except for the He-Man shorts. But he's got like the, the big cybernetic elephant head. He looks to me like an action figure you bought and lost all the accessories to. <laughs> including the head yeah. and then you glued another head onto it <laughs> it looks like he, he needs some body armor or something he should be like plowing through horde troopers and everything instead she's like get rid of these glimmers like get rid of these icky worms for me in my right. garden he's not even contributing meaningfully <gasps> you know I feel okay like... so I, I, again why, why does he have the giant ears either like are the ears doing anything I, I, are they just metal things I think, well, we just got to make him look like an thing elephant going. Yeah. I know but like why you don't he's need him to he still like... looks like an elephant He's probably Without some. Ears. Okay, so here's my theory about Snout Spout. He was just like a villager, and then somehow he made this helmet, and he's trying to convince the rebellion that he's like a cool fighter because of <laughs> it. Like, it gives me powers. They're like, does it? And they just don't know what to do with him, but they let him hang around. And they let him flower the, or the water the flowers. Yeah, they're like, you can try that. Maybe uh, he kills you, them all. Let's it, see how you do Would it be sad if he was just missing out? on some opportunity if he had just been an attorney instead of a theory they'd know what to do with him oh yeah he totally would make sense in attorney. but he just but all just all the princesses in the rebellion they just don't know how to think of like gnarly stuff for him to do <laughs> yeah. like he oh yeah he'd be sucking up sludge in that thing and like <laughs> and like shooting it at everybody and just plowing through people but but in the rebellion they're like we need to water the flowers help Raz make pancakes she has got it covered over here it's real easy <laughs> oh you imagine you fill it with pancake batter and he can be like Burr, Burr. oh the, the, the Twiggets love this idea. <laughs> he's like, I'm tired of making pancakes. Okay, so they're so working anyway, in the garden. So he's weird. Okay. So Snout Spout. So this is this is right? a thing. Gl- Snout, yeah. Snout Spout? And yeah. Glimmer is getting annoyed because of all the icky worms. And uh, Dora comes by and she's a little condescending to she her. She's real condescending. She's very like, lecturing. Glimmer is kind of immature, but she's not a child. Now I don't know what to do. Well, you can start by having a bit of patience. And Adora's like, you need to be patient. She's like, why? She's like, you'll see. Well, just tell her. Just yeah, tell her. Yeah, okay. And then also... Tell Glimmer. Tell Glimmer. The episode's over. Tell Glimmer. Be patient is the theme so far. And then the thing is, like, um, most of the time, if you see worms in your garden, that's not good. Most of them are not little caterpillars becoming a butterfly, which looks very specific. Yes, especially if they're eating all your stuff and like yes. your stuff is dying. And they will eat all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, worms are bad, okay? I've done some gardening, and that's the worms are bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we get our fir- our first bit of drama happens here, right? We got some bedraggled villagers that show up. They are bedraggled, except I was thinking when they showed up that the lady had a really good look going for her. Like, her dress was bedraggled yeah, in all the good ways. I remember. <laughs> I mean, she was like a glamour peasant. Yes, she was very glamorous. Like, she had long, beautiful red hair. Mm-hmm. And then her dress was like a little Wilma Flintstone ragged, <laughs> but like, yeah. not really. I was like, that's just a good look. Well, she got it together. <laughs> she can't be that oppressed. 
Yeah. What, so they, 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 she needed more dirtiness to her. Yeah, like she needed like, to look more beat down. She was just like, I some, just some knots in her hair. Like my, maybe? I got these dis, this tunic distressed at the mall like already. Like it's the style. Like that didn't happen through hardship. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> there's too much. Yeah, there's too much structure and buyers, texture on her clothes. Buyers at Wet Seal. <laughs> we have come many miles from the lowlands of Sand Valley. Uh, so uh, we learned from them that there's been no rain in Sand Valley and someone named Baron Condor has been taking all of their food uh, for his soldiers. Yes, and we don't see the horde like at all this episode, right? right? Which was unusual, and I was a little weirded out by it, but then I wound up enjoying having it's, a different villain. Yeah, it's neat to see the, the world expand a little bit. I always love when we start getting into forts and other um, uh, kingdoms and, and stuff like that. It's kind of neat. Yeah, and they do have, I mean, they do have rulers over different, you know, kingdoms in Etheria, even mm -hmm. though the Horde is still, a, you know, omnipresent. So, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to have Baron Condor as our villain. He's a, he's, a, he's a burly man with a bald head and a big giant red beard. The supplies we took from the Lowlanders are almost gone? Yeah, he lo yeah I wrote that he looked like Yukon Sam with the build of the kingpin. Yukon <laughs> Sam or Uncle Sam? Yeah, no, uh, not Uncle Sam. Yukon uh, Sam from the from that old Christmas claymation thing, right? Oh, yeah. I was oh, thinking yeah. Yosemite Sam. Oh, yeah. A lot, of the, a lot of Sams have the same look. Oh, that's true. Yosemite Sam, but a lot burlier right yeah. it's very stout and very muscular yeah yeah like a dr robotnik but without the glasses <gasps> oh, and a little yeah. less edge. there you go yeah. that's much better yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but then also he had a maroon tabard over <laughs> mustard <laughs> colored bodysuit which was a choice <laughs> i'd love to see the description for that item in the catalog <laughs> yeah. who doesn't want that oh. so shira is is moved by the villager's story and she decides to load up like a like a supply convoy of uh, foodstuffs and she's got this little ingenious engineering project where she uh, strings all these little um, wagons together and um, tethers them all to Swift Wind and has Swift Wind's poor self yeah, drag these whole thing. How is that even possible? I, I'm trying to follow it. It looked like maybe she was carrying them all vertically yeah. like a basket and Shira was actually the one supporting it. She was actually carrying it with her hands, but she was riding on Swiftwind. But the weight still goes on Swiftwind's yeah. back. He's strong. He's, He's still got gonna it. fly. <laughs> He's got it. This is Lego, the Princess Makeover Maestro. Get ready for Act Two. And then so she gets to this castle fortification type of place where Baron Condor gets his dudes to wave a white flag to look like they're really pitiful. <laughs> so she'll come help them. And then, of course, the idea is they're going to trick She-Ra into giving them the food that is meant for the poor villagers. And this is a smart plan. Mm -hmm. they, she, they, he even has them look especially pitiful. Like, rip up your clothes a little bit. And yeah. Maybe some of y'all just get in your underwear. I don't know. And it's, <laughs> it's funny. He tells them, he says, look as weak and hungry as possible so yeah. we can fool her. And then, like, of course, I had the thought, like, well, like, well, Baron, you need to get out of the way because you're a little well fed. And I love that She-Ra actually comes and says that She says that, that phrase. She says that you, like, your troops look well fed. But some of your people don't seem to have missed many meals lately. Aha, 
more well-fed people. The scraggly guys are there, and then like over there, there's two guys like smoking a cigarette, like all chubby and stuff, and they're like just hanging out, and they're like, "She's like, how about those guys?" And they're like, they're like, well, some of us are more fed than others." Yeah, and they've also it's been like, on the weightlifting regimen. Like, yeah, we're eating more than maintenance to get these muscles. Yeah, they're doing really good over there. Um, but they somehow do manage to uh, get her. Yeah, they had. With he has. They just introduced thing. out of nowhere. There's like this giant um, microscope thing that channel that focuses sunlight into different types of rays, and they have a ray that is sort of like a uh, stasis ray. They shoot at her, and yeah, Shira can't move. Um, it's 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 kind of sketchy, but it, that's how it works. But Swiftwind is able to get the food and supplies away from those greedy men. And no, he doesn't. Oh, they try and to get him. She that's tells right. him she, to, and then he tries to, right? And then he doesn't, right? But he says eventually away. He, he gets away. He gets away, and they'll eventually get out. Although for, it's very fast. Sorry, you forgot to mention that she hucks a watermelon and Baron. <laughs> <laughs> To try to block his sword. <laughs> I forgot that about that. That was a new one. For, yeah, yeah. For it was, she was, yeah, she was, was like, food. what, what is happening? That. She's hucking watermelons now. <laughs> That's a good image. <laughs> and now it's time for Best Friends of Eternia. This week's episode features Eddie Fossler from Make Eternia Great Again. Best of Yay. I am. I'm going to mute my phone, though. All right, you he-maniacs and she-ruffians. I'm here for a very special crossover episode segment with Eddie Fossler of Make Eternia Great Again and the creative director of The Podcast Arcade. And you can check out Eddie's stuff at thepodcastarcade.com. But here, Eddie is with me in person. It's so exciting. We're going to have some He-Man questions for you. I am so excited. And this these is are, so fun. And you have no idea because I asked you, okay, do you want me to t send you the questions in advance? And you said surprise me. No, yeah. I okay, wanted to get hit. You're going like, to be put on the spot. These are very fun. Here I've mused on He-Man for so long. You probably already have I, answers I have for these. I have these ready to go. Okay. You get access to one of He-Man's powers oh. for your everyday life. What are you going to pick? What are you going to use it for? Hmm. I want the ability to, like, gather, like, three or four bad guys in a cluster and just toss them in the air. Like at work? And exactly. Yeah. Just just grab four people who need me all at once and just, just toss them and have them land, like, strategically in, like, mud pools. And that would be helpful. They don't get hurt. Top. Yeah, exactly. But they can't bother you anymore. Exactly. They are really? arrested. From like, my from my tossing. I'll show you a group project. <laughs> like, you know, like, put you in a group. Here's your synergy. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good See one. See what I did there? Yeah. I love it. We love the word synergy. <laughs> By the way, this crossover episode is great synergy in case everyone didn't know that already. I can feel the synergy. Okay. You apprentice under someone in the Masters of the Universe universe. Who do you apprentice under, and what do you seek to get from this apprenticeship? I don't have one ready for this. Ooh. That's a good one. You caught me off guard. Ooh. I have to muse on this one. Okay. Do I want to? Do I want to be the uh, the tutelage under uh, Ram Man? <laughs> shall I? <laughs> what shall you? What five like, minute lesson? Uh, oh gosh. Bash your head real hard. <laughs> Hit it again. Extra boing. <laughs> if it doesn't work, keep doing it. Um, you do you do okay, but you you can do better. <laughs> Your concussion's not nearly good enough. 
if Ram Man is disappointed in you as an employee, I think that's probably a pretty low point in your life. Your review say. consists of two questions. Like, does he ram? <laughs> yes or no? No. I say he passes. Hire the guy. I okay. think I would like to work with many faces. Ooh, okay. Each one of his personalities. <laughs> Are you going to be in his acting troupe? Or that would be fun. Or does he even do that anymore? I don't know. That's the question, right? He's an actor who apparently has no trouble like pulling out a gun and going straight to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think it'd be, it'd be fun. Because like, yeah, he has the whole superhero gig with He-Man. But on the same token, he, he does a whole stage play. So how, how cool would that be to like put on, a, put on a show and you're just having a normal conversation with him. And all of a sudden he turns into a monster and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Everything just changed. This got so crazy. He's so quick. Well, what did I say? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> he would be the worst boss, you'd think, though. <laughs> Probably. He'd be on a hair trigger every day. He's like, let me go in my meeting. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he goes into robot mode. Uh, You're not listening to me. <laughs> Manny faces. Anyway, yeah, I'd want to tutor under him just for the sheer stress of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I would be put on the spot. It's a very, very uh, stressful exactly. internship. <laughs> All right, you get to ride an attack track. What song are you going to put on to get him pumped for your oh mission? Oh, my gosh. Um, what was the song? It was it, Well, it's a Boston song, but it's off of the other album, Satellite, I think it's called. It's, okay. um, if it's not one of the three, I know. It's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, uh, or it's going to be Jefferson Starship. Uh, we built this city. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're going to play in the attack track right there. That's a, I, he probably is already a fan of that song. Like, <laughs> this is on my mixtape. This is bad. <laughs> I love it. I will turn it up very loud. <laughs> Let's get crunk. Yeah. Oh, the, that, that's good. The thing that I love about Attack Track is, isn't in, especially in the cartoon, it's begging to have an 80s mural of a wizard or a, like a panther on the side of it. You right? know what I mean? <laughs> Why hasn't someone done that for him? I, uh, what a missed opportunity. Disappointed. I guess there's not a lot of art, good art in Eternia. I've not seen it. We've got sorcery, and they're just like, well, I want to look at a picture. I'll just like cast a spell real fast. And like, yeah. oh, there it is. There's no, there's no shortage of uh, bad magicians looking at you. Orco. Seriously. Dude. Okay, you can have one attachment for your arm, like Hordak, but it's just one attachment that you can also use in your everyday life. What do you want on your arm attachment? Oh my gosh. Do I just go with the first thing that popped in my brain? Yes. A butterfly net. Just like... <laughs> just like... <laughs> That's what I want. That's very fanciful. <laughs> You're like, Hordak uses his for evil, but I'm using mine for science and wonder. Science and, yeah, exactly. Uh, to crack open the mysteries of botany and biology of Eternia. <laughs> okay, the next, and, and don't spoil this for me if it's different in the comics or in the show. But uh -oh. this, is, this is more statement than question. Do you think they should hashtag tell Tila? And why should they? Because that's your answer. Yes, they should. Okay. They should. And they shouldn't tell her why. <laughs> I love Tila. I love, I love how she Tila just Tila too. I love how she just goes to school on anybody and everybody in that show. She is my favorite. And that's why I, that's why I'm so protective of her. Not to get like overly serious cuz it's not my thing, but we talked about uh, Masters of the Universe as the cartoons especially, but how like with the women, it, they were strong characters Absolutely. right out of the gate. Yeah. And more modestly dressed than the dudes, might I add. <laughs> they, had yeah. like a, they had a one-piece bathing suit and knee-high <laughs> right. boots. The guys are wearing underwear. <laughs> yeah, they don't there there is a pants shortage in Eternia. You could make a killing if you started a pants shop. 
That's on that's a, what I, I think. That it would be a it would be a good uh, it would be a good gig for someone. Or you'd go broke. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not buying. What these. are these? We've been fine for centuries. <laughs> What's this witchcraft? My legs get real hot. <laughs> You're gonna go on a date with sorceress or evil in. Ooh. Which one are you gonna go on a date with, and what will you do on your date? Oh, uh, I'm a good I'm a good boy. To quote your terminology, I gotta go with sorceress. I can't I can't date evil in. My gosh, <laughs> she'd be so mean. She would be very demanding. I, I think she would send the dishes back to the restaurant if you went. Plus, you could talk to her for like five minutes before that cheese grater voice of hers. Hey, <laughs> like the salad. She does shout everything. Yeah. I have I have noticed that her voice is essentially sorceress, but angry for like five years, and she hasn't stopped. Exactly. Like, this is my speaking voice. What are you talking about? This date is terrible. Like she's just screaming all the time. And sorceress is like singing a song to you all the time, Eddie. <laughs> the appetizers are lacking. Um, we would, I would take her, I want to take Sorceress, like, somewhere completely off kilter. I feel like if you She try, doesn't get to go out a lot. Right. She's already busy. I mean, she's quasi a prisoner of Grayskull. I may right. have to just stay at home. I don't know. But but if I could take her out, it would be, like, I'd want to kind of throw her off her game a little bit. I'd probably take her bowling right out of the gate. Take oh, her bowling. She would love that. Take her bowling and then uh, or roller skating. One of the two. I think bowling is a thing you do when you don't know what else to do. And so uh, I would go roller skating, probably adult skate night. There you go. Adult skate okay. night with, uh, with, with the sorceress. And then... Um, let me think here. Do we do a movie too? Is that too much? I don't know. You have to. I, does she get tired the longer she's out of Grayskull? She's like, we can watch this movie, Eddie, but I'll have to turn into a falcon for a bit. Exactly. <laughs> That's okay. You just sit here. You can like feed her popcorn. You're like, here. You. <laughs> I saw the weirdest thing. Eddie had a falcon on his shoulder and he was like singing to it and feeding it popcorn. Don't judge me. Uh, um, no, let's I, go see Penguins of Madagascar. You're like, is that even in theaters now? What? <laughs> Sorceress, all you want to see is bird movies. <laughs> I would take her adult skate night on Tuesday night because that's a retro night. I can't, I, I, yeah, Thursday night's not my jam. That, that sounds super fun. Yeah, Tuesday night, adult skate night, me and the sorceress. She'll have a great time. I'd want to find out if that, if that, if the actual cowl that she wears is attached or not because I don't think we've ever seen her without it. Have I, we? We, I've not, we've not seen her hair, but we've seen someone else with the cowl on. So I think it's like a magical attachment. Man. But she's got to be able to like wash her hair. So I don't, I don't know. I'd be distracted too. Which eyes do I look in when I'm looking at her? Like do I look in the bird <laughs> eyes? Do I look in yours? Bird, bird, man, yeah. If it was me on a date with soldiers, I would look at the bird. My what eyes you? are down here, Eddie. <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's the bird eyes that kill me. Okay, you uh, have to be roommates for a year with Beast Man or Merman, and who do you pick? And oh. what, what's going to make him a better roommate? You have like to a, be one of them. I feel like I'm already a roommate with Beast Man. I have two <laughs> two cats and a dog, and I swear they and two hedgehogs. Um, I'm going to say Merman. Okay. Just just for the sheer craziness of it all, why not? You'll probably have to clean the pool a lot. Oh you'll my! Have to, you also have to get a pool. I don't know. Yeah, you have to a build a pool and then b. I bet you the bathtub is constantly just full of like rings and. Oh yeah, there's like moss growing everywhere. Your house would smell like fish constantly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, what was the other part of that question? Was there another? Oh, like, I, don't, what? I know. Just like I guess why. It'd be, oh, why? Make it better. I, I'm already surrounded in fur, so I just I, for me, it'd be like, I wonder what... It's like another pet. <laughs> exactly. I'd rather smell like old fish instead of, of furry animals. Uh, yeah, and hearing him talk would be like... 
I, I do an impression, but I can't. Scott's the only one on my show who can do the... <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Merman, you uh, got to turn off the lights, man. The power bill is way too high. <laughs> I'm only paying a certain amount. <laughs> You're a jerk. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. No, I don't know. Uh, okay, you're joining the Great Rebellion with such luminaries as Castispella, Queen Angela, yes. Glimmer, yes. and so forth. What's your princess power? Oh my gosh, my princess power? Oh my goodness. Pika Blue. I still, I, I'm like, we're so far into She-Ra and I don't even think I've seen all the princess toys. So I'm I, so rough on my She-Ra game. I have to brush up on well, this. Well, just basically it's going to be a princess power. So right. it's got, you have to be some pastel color and you have to be magical in some way. And what kind of, like Frosta, she does frost magic and she's blue. Glimmer, she does general magic and she's pink, right? Like Right. Yeah. So. General magic. Is that a that's yeah. a skill set under Yeah, the... it's like you can zap things and you can maybe do a little illusions, but you're not really great at any of those things. Yeah. I um let me think here. Oh, you're gonna have to start watching Shira. I know. Well see, <laughs> Shira is so funny because and I wasn't the kid who was like, That's a girl thing, I'm not watching it. That sure. that wasn't it. I just started tapering off already a little bit. And then yeah, and then He Man was like starting to fade away and I just got trailed away on the other other things transformers i hate to say that out loud we won't say that gross name on this podcast um let me think here if i had a princess power it would probably be there's already perfuma she's already a thing right? oh yeah perfuma i didn't even mention her but yeah, yeah. i don't want to do that then yeah, I don't she can wanna... like make flowers i don't even know how that's helpful i don't want to harp <laughs> <laughs> i would be like um my princess power would be oh i know what it would be since i did do all the podcasts i'd be like podcatistra <laughs> he carries a she carries a microphone around with her and documents all of our adventures that would probably actually be helpful for the rebellion because she's like i'm going to turn this into a song for Bo. like you know, <laughs> exactly like you could do that i like my my headdress is a giant mic and i just <laughs> lean in with my head let me capture this for posterity you have to back off the mic, Madam Raz. You're speaking too loud. You're too hot. You're coming through too hot, please. <laughs> oh, daring mic. What's a podcast? It's a thing. Trust me. It'll, it'll catch on huge. Everybody will have one. Uh, <laughs> Ram Man has one. <laughs> <laughs> Top things we like to boing. <laughs> Against a wall or a pillar. What else? That's that, it. That would be the best bit, is having Ram Man do a stand-up comedy bit. <laughs> you know when you ram into Grace Skull and it just won't budge. <laughs> Why are you ramming great? Uh, but yes, pod, podcadistra. There you go. I love it. Oh, that hurt my brain. <laughs> that was good. That's a good one. Okay, Man at Arms and Tila are going to make an invention for you. Uh-oh. You can commission one. Yes. What is it going to be? Like, what do you need that you don't have? Oh, my gosh. It would be... <laughs> It would be some sort of um, robot. Well, with with man at arms, it's always going to be some sort of like mechanical biotic thing for my body that I do. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, if they're going to team up and make an invention for me, I would say they're going to make an invention that would shuttle my children around town for me. <laughs> you probably just get a tag track to do that. <laughs> I would love to, Eddie. <laughs> Throw the kids in. I don't know, man. He seems to get in some weird mix-ups. <laughs> I don't does. want my kids <laughs> He'd be all right. getting stolen. Um, yeah, some sort of like ferrying device for my children that I can know they can safely without I bet being... he could do that. It's within his abilities. I mean, if he can make a mecha neck. <laughs> if he can make uh what's the horse i just saw oh stridor stridor yes 
<laughs> man at arms. He yearns for freedom. <laughs> oh, okay. He yearns for freedom. <laughs> All right, well, this invention just got really weird. Okay. Man at arms, you got to quit building things uh, that have desires. <laughs> hopes. Next time I won't. Next time it'll be a bird. <laughs> All right, you are a snooty cousin visiting Palace Eternia. What do you foresee might get you in trouble there? Oh my gosh, a snooty cousin. Probably commenting on the poofiness of King Randor's <laughs> sleeves. That would probably be a surefire way. Like, those sleeves are great, I guess. My dads are way poofier. <laughs> that sounds like something a snooty cousin would say. Seen to him. Yeah, you're, <laughs> I'm in you're... a courtyard and Tila's just taking the boots to me. <laughs> It can't be any worse than their other guests that they've actually had. Oh, man. What's up with the bulbous-nosed people, too? You notice I don't know, that? but I like it. It's like, I feel like the artists had to draw such, like, stylized, like, like, like decent noses for all the characters. They're like, we'll that... make this dude ugly. I don't care. <laughs> give him a, give him a, a <laughs> yuck a squash for a nose. <laughs> this, uh, they do it in Shira a lot with the villager children. They'll yeah. Do that, and they'll have, like, these really adult faces full of character including like like very profoundly you know yeah interesting stylized noses and it's like what's with these and these children have had such hardened lives <laughs> my nose is broken 47 <laughs> times yeah. you don't say i've got one more okay yes. oh, you're no, a I'm matchmaker oh. in attorney or etheria and you can cross over who do you think should date that didn't get to? Oh my gosh, who should date? Besides so, Tila and Ram Man, which we all we we all know this is a thing. <laughs> That's such a bad. <laughs> no, who, it's not. Who should line up? Gosh, who do I want to see happy? And it could be like you know maybe they complement each other because they're different, or maybe they're very similar. Yeah, and you know, I do. I want to see. Let me see here. No, he has his counterpart. That's always kind of gray, isn't it, for uh, Stratos? Like, is and I forget her name now. Is it oh, the the lady Stratos? I hate to say that, but yeah, what I was don't. Her? I don't remember her name either. That's uh, terrible. And then the one guy listening is just like, "Oh, you morons!" But no, I don't. I don't remember. But there was a there was. There wait, was Lady that was his Stratos. sister, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't remember. They always left it kind of vague. I'm very bad at uh, He Man. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm equally bad at She-Ra. Together we make a fully functional. Um, yeah. I, I would like to see uh, many faces because it seems like he's just kind of like this oh, moody yeah. guy that's just destined to be alone. I, I'd like to see him with uh, Katra. That would be, be a wild. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't last, but it'd be fun. It wouldn't, but you know, what, a, what a ride. Yeah, that, that, I wonder, you know, like, like what, what is he going to do to uh, – um, accommodate her because she'll just be like like i don't know like can one of his faces be like a scratching post or i guess like I a mean, cat like you know how like they have the ones that have like the pole with like a toy that the cat can like <laughs> bat like what he'll just like do his face around like, choo, 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 like. the fishing pole with a feather on it and she's just happy just to be there like, <laughs> and he's like i'm the happiest i've ever been I'm like oh what's that <laughs> or better yet zodak with her he seems so balanced <laughs> He would really bring a lot of calmness, I think, to, to any relationship with, like, basically every woman who's not, say, you know, Tila or Sorceress. They're all very wild. He, um, I, I, I love that, and I've said this before about Zodak, too, is, like, he's, like, the original troll of, of, of Eternia. He's like, I'm neither good nor bad. I'm just here to help <laughs> out. I'm just here. I'm watching. <laughs> okay, Zodak. What? That's really weird. But yeah, I want to see Manny Face is happy, so I'm hoping him and Katra can work it I out I think that sounds, that sounds like a great pairing. <laughs>
Okay, now we're about now we're about to see the star of this episode. Yes. So Shira is in a prison, still stasis fieldified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she is looking at this poor mopping peasant girl who's swabbing the floors outside the corridor of uh, prison cells. Who, again, she's a poor mopping peasant girl, but she's still pretty good looking for someone who is on mop duty I in, was a, gonna in an say, old castle. She doesn't look too... Um, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, look at that lady on mop duty <laughs> in mean, prison. It would, it would... She could still land this a husband. This isn't the guy's prison. Well, they probably have some, like, I don't know, some lazy prisoners in there from, like, the, the troops who ate too much food. And they're like, get in there, Randy. <laughs> 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 you know. ate more than your <laughs> rations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Randy. Why, you're She-Ra. You're the most powerful woman in the universe. <laughs> Not at the moment, I'm afraid. Who are you? Yeah, and uh, so the peasant girl says her name is Small One. Which is very on the nose. Okay, fine. And they have a little back and forth about like, you know, yeah, these troops are taking our food and I'd like to help, but I'm just real pitiful. <laughs> I am just a small one. And she was like, she gives her a nice little speech. And somehow that uh, translates into small one trying to redirect the energy beam and it goes into her and then she passes out. Yeah, she takes a, a zap through her mop mm -hmm. for the good of, of you know... The rebellion, mm -hmm. which was helpful. Nobody else was going to do it. And then so she was able to like, just like straight up kick a wall. And, and then she calls Swiftwin in to take them both away. Yeah. And so <laughs> uh, Small One is all incapacitated and she was like, well, I'm going to go get help from Light Hope. He'll know what to do. So they get away and Baron Condor is like, More! No! Pass the word to my warriors. We go into action in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do like when they're escaping and Shira like tells the guard and he just straight up just says nope not dealing with this I'm leaving. <laughs> well, never mind I, I don't want to know. Shira, this is Baron Condor and the river belongs to me and all my people who love jet skis. Here's Act Three. I came as fast as Swift Wind would carry us. I don't understand why I can't wake her. There's nothing to worry about, Shira. You have come at the right moment. Soon the time will be right. I don't understand. So I was confused. She took Small One to Light Hope. Yeah. And Light Hope says, you brought her here at a good time. She's about to go through metamorphosis. So is this because she got hit with a ray beam? Is this because it's in her all along? Or did Light Hope just decide to make her a princess? Okay. Well, first of all, let's not rush to the exciting part of the episode. Oh, but excuse me. I think she was getting ready to be. It had to happen both physically and in her heart, right? Okay. So physically, she just got zapped with that big old thing, and so that's going to start it. But then also, she had to hear the right words at the right time through magic okay. to know that it was the right time. All right. So I, she's like, she was in an incubator real fast. Like, she gets zapped, and I, so she's like, oh. It depends on if you believe in destiny or not. I think we're... You have to. De de destiny is, you know, she, she was meant to get hit with a beam. And change into that. That's exactly right. Okay, well, I feel like we're meeting Light Hope more than halfway on okay, this. Okay, well, Light Hope is very... Rebecca very... always defending Light Hope. Okay, but the thing is, I was going to say... He's got pretty colors. We have a similar thing, which we'll talk about the next time we do a lightning round uh -huh. episode. I, I see Light Hope doing this, like, mysterious, like, when the time has come kind okay. of a thing. That's a thing he does. Okay, okay. Okay, so... Okay, there's things... Okay. Anyway, so the time is coming, okay? And you need to not 
poo-poo is. Because okay. she has given... Tell us when to poo-poo. she has <laughs> yeah. given small one this lovely speech about how you know everyone has their own way and maybe you can't help the way that you think you had you can but everyone has their own path okay and so now we cut to light hope there's a freaking uh uh dais here um and she is literally in a cocoon small one is Mm -hmm. now and he's like now she's going to transform and then in that freaking moment she becomes a princess she's beautiful and light hope utters the best words that anyone has ever said in the history of the world which is arise flutterina arise flutterina and i laughed and i cried it was so moving and i'm like oh my god funny did you not remember when he said that no i guffawed because when he said arise flutterina (laughs) i lost it that is really funny how did you not catch that it was the best moment maybe of my life because i I was like wait this is wonderful it's so funny because i feel like things just went directly to your girl brain yes I was that's so like funny. We're, feeling it. So we're really seeing the differences now. That's yes. so funny. And I was, I was so, this, so moved. This does work. It goes right to the girl audience. It did. I mean, I was like, I was moved. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I wasn't that moved. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> that is a hilarious line. He said, arise, line. Flutterina. He said, arise, Flutterina. That's hilarious. I was, I was, I was still thinking about the gooey... The gooey uh, Yeah, me too. That's what I was goo? thinking about. That's what I was thinking it about. It had a blow I was very preoccupied it. with... No. I was. I was... And I her wanted saggy to... wings and like... No. I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to see. Yeah, I wanted like... to see her work out of the viscous stuff and no. be a little monstrous. <laughs> there you no, go. No, there's a blow dryer as you come out. It's just well, it's I was like a gonna, car wash. I was going to ask you, did you like how Light Hope also took liberty of giving her a nice princess outfit when she comes out too? She had in her heart it was ready to come out she had she her little design ready to go <laughs> she has she has the same that was always interesting they gave her like the same sort of height and hair volume as she too so she's really like a peer she's, she is a peer and she's ready she's ready to flap her wings i was so excited i cannot believe it. you know that's so funny i might have been moved to tears that bit. is so funny. You just can't. Even you know what? Go. I can't believe you did. I was surprised. I didn't realize this was Flutterina. I was getting Flutterina confused with Perfuma. I kept waiting for the one that's like, here I am. Is that Perfuma? Perfuma is the one who makes flowers. Okay. Now, I mean, and I as we'll see here very shortly, Flutterina's powers, like, she's like, she's got, she's a good flyer, yeah. which the rebellion needs more of. Yeah. And she's spunky, and she's got like a dirty, like, 80s, like, cool girl voice like a christy mcnichols yeah yeah or, yeah uh, it's a little joe from the from the facts of life okay like she's got like a, an 80s cool girl voice i promise that i will use my newfound powers for good and never for evil and she's totally competent so she's like coming out great yeah, she fights she fights yeah. she didn't have sillies and in addition to her look which is altogether awesome her eyeliner does like a little twirl around her <laughs> temples that's a good look. Somebody do a tutorial. Somebody link me a tutorial. Send it to me on Instagram. I want to know. I want to know how to do this in my life. Okay, now we cut to some man stuff. <sighs> cut some man stuff. Look, it's Condor Sandwheelers. Bo is working with the ruler of the Sand Valley on some sort of defenses against the uh, evil sea-doos that are coming from the uh, evil Baron Condor Yeah, because Baron Condor decided to march on them. Right. So they're... 
they're having a little trouble with them. And then She-Ra and Flood Arena ride in like the cavalry. Yeah. And Yeah, they do. And she can fly along Swift Wind. Yeah, she needed a flying buddy. And I thought it was hilarious. They gave Bo this new animation where he is dazzled by their beauty and power. Wouldn't you be? <laughs> She-Ra is here. Look. And by the way, Bo, meet Flood Arena. Hi, Bo. He's like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever it seen. It is. It was so funny. It's beautiful and inspiring. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about um, She-Ra and Flood Arena's battle tactics, okay? Because <laughs> to me, it looked like the plan was, She-Ra, you try to murder these people, and then when you rip them off of their sea and launch them into the air, Flood Arena will try to catch them. <laughs> she, she, she can get it. You won't be needing this. <laughs> So she got good if, if nothing else, Flood Arena kept Shiro from being a murderer. <laughs> That's what besties do for each other. Okay. Shiro she, got the bloodlust. You gotta, gotta she help does. them. She does. Shira. Uh, Baron Condor's losing, so they bring out the big uh, sun laser again. And Flood Arena has the idea to blow some cloud cover over the sun to make sure the uh, ray can't be activated. Okay, Swift Wind. Flap your wings. Yeah, and so that works. I wonder why we spend so much time with Glimmer in this show when it's like you're freaking, you know, like A-listers have been here like hiding this whole time. I guess they figured it out. I guess they I guess they thought Glimmer was like relatable. Yeah. It's like she screws up and she twirls now in she's, a field. Now she's kind of like a little sister character or yeah, something. Yeah, she's like Skipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Skipper I wonder if they thought Shira. about that. Yeah, she's like Skipper. Skipper to She-Ra, right? Yeah, 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 yeah like, yeah. Yeah, not like, yeah, okay. Now, now this is all settled. She-Ra still wants Baron Condor and uh, the Sand Valley Prince, Prince to get Norb. along. Okay, Norb. I wrote it down. Uh, so she decides to do um, some terraforming, and she creates mm -hmm. a canal or something. She irrigates the valley yeah. so that there will always be arable land, and that <laughs> there will always be crop yield enough for both groups that was convenient for them and she makes them like have a little treaty there and she's like no you gotta have this treaty you gotta work together because you know i'm she-ra and you'll listen to me and they're like okay and then fluttering is like oh yeah and i'm just gonna throw my two cents thanks for princessing me so <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm a princess now also. And the answer is you're very welcome Flutterina and welcome to the team because you're awesome. <laughs> uh, she's an A plus for me. Okay. So I mean I thought Frosta was good. No, no. Flutterina is she's she's queen I've, I've got questions about Frosta cuz she she seems like she's in her own world and sometimes she deigns to help and sometimes she does not. She is. She probably has, like, a really complicated relationship with her boyfriend. He's just, like, always in the way. And they're like, oh, just break up with him so you can come fight in the rebellion like, more. Do you think she has, like, a, like a frozen boyfriend? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he's very into ice? Probably. It'd yeah. have to I mean, work. I mean, like, because they were in the same area or whatever. It would have to be, because otherwise, like, if he was into fire, then like, that could just never work. Oh, yeah, good. I mean, that that's the bad boy of the ice world. <laughs> <laughs> the fireman is the bad boy of the ice world. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> he wears, like, a, a attire melting my castle. that looks like Bam Bam Bigelow. He's got, like, the flames and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad news. <laughs> There's no reason for us to fight. Then from this day forward, let us be friends. And my special gratitude to you, Shira, 
was saying something within me that I didn't even know was there. Well, I enjoyed this resolution way more as an adult than I would have as a child. Because I'm like, yeah, you make them have a treaty. You irrigate that land. That's right. That's responsible stewardship. And I'm just I'm <laughs> loving it. Well, I'm just I, loving this. I want to talk about the, uh, the little tag at the end here where we go back to the garden. And Glimmer is, is like, where did all the icky, gross, disgusting caterpillars go? And uh, all sees the beautiful butterflies. And Flutterina is right there. Like, Flutterina just stopped being one of those caterpillars. I mean, symbolically, Glimmer. So it's kind of rude. And Looky says that, like, everyone's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Not you, Looky. Okay. <laughs> what everyone's we... beautiful. <laughs> and now we get to the ratings. Yes. And... I, obviously I was a fan, so I'm saying 4.5. Wow. Wow. How did you not love this? <laughs> How did you not love this episode? Oh, my Lord. It was oh, so good. Go Your enthusiasm is infectious. Arise Flutterina. Arise Flutterina is pretty funny. Okay. We should write down our, we should write down our ratings before we yeah, talk. Yeah, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm wondering if we should be influencing each other or not. Like, that is interesting. I think we can influence each other, but it is interesting to know care. what you thought before. But... I don't care what you boys okay. think. Okay, so get, so su summarize for us <clears throat> briefly. What? <laughs> what? Well, okay. So t tell us. Explain the four point five again. Explain. Explain. Give us. Give us. The I case. was inspired. Mm -hmm. I was inspired. A small. The potential of small. Yeah. People can do great things. And 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 the idea that anyone can be due for a rebirth, and yeah. you just may not even know that in your life. And you know, it may be time for you to emerge out of your cocoon, listeners. See, I'm just saying. I think that's a great message. I feel like what you're saying is better than what they said. That's what they said the whole episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? She was mopping floors in a prison. See, and I'll, then now she's a princess. I'll give you a 4.5. <laughs> <but. laughs> Whatever. There's a whole other story going on there. That wasn't well, that's, that's what I was going, going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, I wish I would have seen more focus on Flutterina's development. And I almost feel like the story she was connected to had no bearing on her character development and it just didn't work as much. I wanted to see more story about a small person working to reach their potential. And uh, I got, I got kind of bored in places. Although I, this the, episode was thrilling. Although the, I don't know there what was you're some saying. hilarity of like, where did snail spout come from? <laughs> I love her talking about the icky worms. Flutterina is hilarious. Um, I'm now appreciating Rebecca's points. Although I think, I think these are. I think you're making better points than they did. No, they. She was I originally it. gave it two point nine. No. I also. I'm willing. No. I'm willing to to. I, I was moved by your speech. I'm gonna bump it up to a three point three. Icky worms. Icky worms. Icky worms. Scott, hit us with the perfect five point oh. <laughs> hit us with it. Arise, Scott. Arise. I also, uh, I, I guess I did more like the whole story. Uh huh. I understand like the the other story, and I I, I do agree with, with Will on this a little. You just think about Lil Scott in I, his Phantom of the Opera I, phase, I, and how he wanted to arise I, like Flutterina. You are trying to work the jury. You can't do that. I you're trying to raise his points. Next, next thing we know, you're gonna be telling about zip lines that he didn't even see in his episode. And me about Orco. That's cheating. I, uh, so, 3.1. That, that's that's okay. my... Uh, uh, caterpillars. Uh, I just... I, the, the, it, was, it was a good story. Mm -hmm. uh, the plot was okay and whatever else. I, I did enjoy the... 
the small parts, but I do agree with Will. Like, I wish there was more story development around. I'm like, this girl came out of nowhere and then helped She-Ra, and then you're just like, okay. And then and then all of a sudden, she's she's a butterfly. Y'all ain't and never going to come out of your cocoons with this hey, attitude. We we just want to see more Flood Arena, okay? Yeah. That's all there was to it. Uh-huh. It's right. I've, you wanted I've... her to have viscous goo. That's, <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's all I think. That's true. That may have hurt my argument. That's fine. <laughs> yes. It, 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 she, Will wants an alien arm or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like she wants to open her mouth and she wants to have two mouths. Yeah, Pearls before swine. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's our show for today. Next week, we'll review Season 2, Episode 83 of He-Man, Into the Abyss. Tila wonders if she's a ghost, and boy, she will be mad if someone tells her about He-Man. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, if you touch an energy beam, you will become a beautiful butterfly.